0: Ah, uh, what is up, everybody? It is I, I have returned, your fearless host. Well, fearless might be stretching it a bit, but certainly your host for the Hard Rock Lunchbox and, of course, the Top 20, which we are now just beginning both of, because much like Schrodinger's cat, I can be in two places at once. My daughter has a phone call uh, scheduled with her old science teacher that they kind of messed up on the coordination of, and they couldn't both be at both calls at the same time. And I was like, can you guys just do a little quantum physics? I thought you guys were scientists. Charlotte was not amused. However, Charlotte is on the world's largest pie currently because she scored another round of Halloween candy this year. Uh, she got a friend to go with her. They, uh, she came back with nine and a half pounds of candy. If you're keeping score at home, nine and a half is one half more than days Ferris Bueller took off. So, yeah. Nine and a half times, Mrs. Bueller. Uh, And then it was fun to watch her OCD kick in and then uh, line all the candy properly on the kitchen table where she promptly took inventory and then restuffed it back in the bag because Charlotte doesn't actually like candy all that much, so... Which is fine. I think she gets that from me. I don't really have much of a sweet tooth. so. But she loves to acquire it, which I do appreciate. See, I am too lazy to do either of those things. (laughs) Hope everybody had a good Halloween. Um, I have some stuff to talk about, about our Halloween show, our Halloween weekend show. Some good, some bad, some funny, some sad. I will tell you with a fox. I will tell you with a box. On the box. I totally blew that one. I'm just going to cancel the show. That's it. Goodbye, everybody. No, i uh, I actually have a few things to talk about, and I really just don't know what's important. So I'm going to kind of just let the, um, like, run, like, a free thought experiment. Like, uh, I'm drawing a blank, which is probably not a good way to start a free thought experiment if you're playing all the ball, Here I am. Um, stream of consciousness. That's the word I was like. I do a lot of that. Like, I have, like, kind of a weekly therapy call. I mean, it's less therapy and more just me, like, laying out my problems and getting some suggestions, which I suppose is therapy, but I don't know. What was I saying? Um. Oh, we're back to that. That is fun. Ah, I blew that last one. not in a good way. Um. Yeah, so yes, I have a few things to talk about, so I think I'm just gonna go like full stream of consciousness consciousness today because whatever kind of pops up. There's just a lot going on in the world. There's a good amount going on in my world, and sometimes they collide. Like, like not like a cool handshake, like it's more like I realize that played very well for radio. So let's do some housekeeping, shall we? Yay! Um, Dude, I have to issue, like, another, like, really, like, an honest-to-God public apology. I am so sorry. I have been so not keeping up with my uh, top 20 duties. Like to be to to put things in perspective like here's what normally happens i usually record the show on thursday right and i record the top 20 at the same time because it's the top 20 is the first 20 minutes of the hard rock lunchbox and then somewhere between friday and saturday i just pare down the audio so i can release the podcast of the hard rock lunchbox and the podcast of the top 20 all available by the way on spotify and and apple so if you ever miss the show like it's on spotify within a week so you can just catch it there um but I edit that down because I have to take out any songs and stuff like that because I'm not allowed to put those in podcasts. Long story, whole of the show. If you remember, I got in trouble because I was playing uh, "Cage the Elephant," and they basically sent me a cease and desist order, which is like, "Cool, they know who I am." Um, but yeah, so normally between Friday and Saturday, I do that, and by Saturday morning, by Saturday like noonish, everything's done, and I, you know, I have everything posted and everything. It has been so bad the past few weeks. Several weeks? More than several weeks. So we might be up to... It's been so bad for the past couple months that what's happening is, like, I don't even get to post the video of the Top 20, sometimes until, like, Tuesday or Wednesday night. I know it was, like, maybe last week or the week before. Like, I was literally posting it at Wednesday night at, like, 9 o'clock, which is three hours before the damn thing even comes out. Like, there was half of me was like, I wonder if that's going to finish rendering by midnight. It's like... I'm just—I'm so far behind, and there's a lot of reasons why that is. There's a lot of stuff coming together at the same time that's really, really screwing me up. Uh, and, and you know, it's really just exasperated by exacerbated, exacerbated. I'm exasperated. The situation is exacerbated by the fact that my scheduling just isn't as good as it used to be. My my time management—like, I used to be able to. I think it's because I just used to do things quicker. So like, schedule my my schedule and time management was just easier to do or whatever but you know what's happening like uh right now is that I've just too many things going on and I physically run out of actual time to do things uh and I'm just not getting them done so I want to issue this apology that I started five minutes ago to anybody and everybody that comments or watches the top 20 I I really do read all the comments I just have not done them over the past several weeks uh I know Bill comments on most most of the videos, so I, I assume he's still doing it. If he's not, I totally understand. But I will get back to that. It looks like my horizon kind of opens up a little bit once we get to December. In full disclosure, I might take that time to just sort of rest because I've got some physical things that are going on now because of the constant stress and adrenal fatigue and all that other stuff. Nothing you guys haven't heard me complain about before. Um But yeah, I just want to apologize. Like, I'm not ignoring anybody, and I never take anybody for granted. I physically do not seem to have the time... To get to all these things, like for for example, like last night, like I'm going into the studio today to to track rhythm guitars, and last night I was on a call at like nine o'clock to like ten thirty, and while I was on this call that I was really supposed to be paying attention to, like I was also doing a backup of my Helix settings and making a copy so that when I get into the studio I can just update and make any changes I want to the recorded version, the recorded settings, as opposed to messing with my live settings, which I don't want to do because those are dialed in to work kind of with a band in the live setting, not. Necessarily. But, like, that's literally what's happening. Like, one of the most... What should be one of the most important things going on in my existence right now is really playing second fiddle to this other thing I was working on, which is just, like, that's that's bananas. Like, I would imagine, like, I don't know, let's see who's in the chat. Like, Giovanna's in the chat right now, right? Like, if she was heading into the studio tomorrow to record her guitar track, not only would she probably be a mess, but she would be focusing on everything that she had to do to get it all ready. And then, tomorrow, when she recorded those stuff, she would probably forget her guitar, her cables, her keys, and all that other stuff. But at least the night before, she would have been all set. And, like, I can't even manage to do that. So that apology is really for anybody that's posting comments. I know Jackie watches a lot, and I know she comments from time to time. Like I'm not, I'm not ignoring anybody. I will get to it. I promise. And thank you if you're still doing that. Like I really do appreciate it. And I really appreciate anybody that's, that's watching. Man, I am sweating from this apology, dude. Does anybody else know that it's like November? Like, come on, man. It's like 75 degrees outside. Like, good thing there's no climate change. I heard uh, something funny before from uh, Fox News, or it was, yeah, it was a Fox News post, or. Posting like a tweet or a true social thing from from Donald Trump, and he was slamming the current Democratic governor of New Mexico, basically saying that she's weak and that you know she's she's responsible for the millions of illegal aliens coming into her state. And all I could think of is like, oh well, if the governor's responsible for the millions of illegal aliens coming into your state, I guess the governors of Texas and Florida would also be responsible for those millions of aliens coming into their state too. And yet I don't see those tweets. I don't know. Speaking of tweets, so Elon Musk finally took over Twitter, and within the first 24 hours, there were a million new accounts where everybody was screaming the N-word on it, so if you wanted to know what free speech looks like, it looks like white people getting to say the N-word with impunity so that they don't get beat up by black people. I would suggest that anybody that really wants to yell the N-word on Twitter should come up to the Bronx and yell it out in you know, in person, because there's like not even a gun problem up there, so solve both our problems. Oh yeah, not really interested in talking about free speech. Um. Oh yeah, housekeeping. I only said that nine minutes ago. Uh, so this week there is a brand new top 20, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side of the argument you're on. Uh, talking about like how my entire life is, is run by post-it notes at this point, because they are like... I mean, yeah post-it just post-it notes all over the place. Uh, I Whenever I have a morning appointment, I put a big post-it note on my kitchen cabinets because I will often forget. And I actually have a flexible enough schedule at work that sometimes, like, like, I don't have to be at work at 9, right? I don't. I'm not. I don't know that I'm ever at work at 9. I'm usually at work at, like, sometimes 8.40, sometimes I'm at work at 9.20. Like, I have a very flexible schedule, which is one of the reasons I like my job so much. Uh, but sometimes like, I'm super tired and I have a nine o'clock meeting. Like I'll just completely space out, like have a cup of coffee or something, like just try and wake up and then I'll be like, Oh cool. I'm five minutes late for this meeting. So, and that, that's more true of like appointments and stuff. Like I've been doing, I think I mentioned that I was going to acupuncture and, uh, I try and keep those appointments a little bit later. Cause what actually happens to me, the earlier I have an appointment, the worst, I will absolutely sleep the night before because I'm just so worried I'm going to miss that appointment. But, like, kind of once I clear, like, that 10, 10.30 thing, like, I couldn't tell you the last time I slept past 10, 10.30, so I don't, I don't usually worry about it too much. But, um uh, I will say, was anybody else up at, like, 5.30 in the morning uh, last night dreaming about, like, scrambled eggs on sourdough toast? Or is that just, just me? Having a lot of a hunger drink. and it's funny too, because like one of the things that's also going on with my time crunch is I'm not eating much, and I'm not eating well because I don't have time to make it. I don't have time to make any food. I barely have time to eat any food. Like literally, before I ran down here, there was some lukewarm beef stew on my on my stove, so I had like a couple of ladles of that, and that's basically going to serve as my breakfast and lunch until I'm the, uh, until I'm out of here. So like, and I don't even have any plans for when I'm going to eat. Something. So I don't. So that's my. That's my thing. But also, on uh, the top 20, uh, I really, really kind of leaning into that whole, like, if you can put an I or me in front of your sentence that you're complaining about, then you're probably uh, on the right, or you're probably a Republican, because that that really does seem to be the majority of the distance it, the difference. It doesn't hold true every single time. Like, obviously, you can come up with scenarios where that's not the case, but more often than not, it's really about, like, you know, what what's in it for me, and protecting me and mine, like... It's it's like that argument with like crime. Like, what what are you gonna do with crime? Like, do you, you're just gonna be tough on crime? Like, does that? That's not how that works. Like, you can't just be like, I'm a tough guy now. Like that that's not that doesn't actually like. Officer McGruff might be like one of the toughest dudes I know, and like you can't control him. You know, the re- the reality is, is like, I want my street to be safer. I don't care what happens in those streets, and that's how you know that level of policing works. So. They're going to lock up people they don't like, and then you and I are going to pay for their room and board and healthcare and court costs and all that other stuff. And you know, because it, you know, I don't know if you know this, it's not actually free to incarcerate somebody. You know who pays for that? Because it's not them. I'll give you one guess who pays to incarcerate somebody. It kind of looks like, yeah, it kind of looks like you. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to make anything better. But honestly, if you increase social ser- social services, crime goes down. Wow. People think that there's another option besides crime. People tend not to choose crime. There's always going to be crime. Like, don't think that there isn't. There's crime in Finland probably right now, although it's the middle of winter and they haven't seen the sun in days. So, yeah, it totally makes sense. Like, I'd, you know, be, I'd be committing an e-felony at least, too, if that were the case. But, like, that's just not how those things were. So, anyway. Um... But I have a lot to say politically, but I feel like I say too much politically. Uh, Election Day is next Tuesday. I think anybody that listens to me, anybody within the sound of my voice, knows what the right things are. If you're voting for yourself and your own interests, yeah, vote Republican. There's no, no reason to not. Like you, you honestly just want like migrants to die in the street. and You want poor people not have health care. And you're not interested in old people that will, you know, just die because we don't. We want to privatize Social Security, then yeah, Republicans the way to go. If you're at all interested in like women's rights and stuff like that, like if you're interested in privacy rights, and you know, healthcare, world order, maybe protecting the Ukrainians from an invading Russian army, like yeah, vote Democrat. But those are very us things, globally us. If you're voting Republican, you're voting for yourself. There's just there's no other way around it. So just remember that on Tuesday. If you're going to vote on the right side, like, you're about you. And there's nothing wrong with that, but recognize it for what it is. The number of times I've had to, like, raise money for somebody because their health insurance ran out or uh, government wouldn't cover this or that, like, you know who does that? Republicans. Republicans cause that because Democrats wanted universal health care. Insurance would never run out. Just keep that in mind. So I want to switch over from bad government behavior and bad people behavior. To my favorite topic, bad band behavior. So, we played this show just outside Scranton, Pennsylvania, on Saturday night. We played a place called the uh, Kingsland. Is that it? Kings, something stage. I can't. Totally, totally drawing blank. But it was in, in Oliphant, Pennsylvania, which we drove through Scranton to get to. I did not stop at Dunder Mifflin. I did not get any paper. I did not pass go. Uh, I did collect more than $200, though. That was good. (laughs) Getting paid to do a show is an important thing for an original band. It doesn't matter to me so much for cover bands. If they can't get paid doing a show, then they they clearly aren't doing it right. It is a big deal for original bands because it is the thing that funds original bands to keep them going. So we drove all the way out there. I I had said, I think, on the show... that. I incredibly nervous about doing it, stressed about doing it, nervous as wrong. Well. The show was completely fine. It was actually funny because, like, I've been stressing my performance lately at a couple of these shows because I feel like I'm out of practice because we're not playing as many shows. Also, once or twice I've been a little under the weather. I was definitely under the weather for the MNW Music Hall show. Uh, I pulled it off, which is fine. Great. Happy about that. I was in perfect health for this one. I was just tired. And I can perform when I'm tired. No problem. Um... But I was stressing it because, like I said, it was a three, half, three and a half hour drive out from me, from where I live, out to, out to Elephant, and it was going to be three and a half hours back. I had to come back because I had a, uh, a soccer game in the morning with the girls, where I had to be on the field at 11.30. Uh, so I was just really kind of stressing the seven hours of driving, let alone you know, the five hours of being there. Like I think I left my house at 2.30. I think I walked in at 3.59 in the morning. So a long, long kind of shift. Right? like if that were if that were a shift at a coal mine like would be like wow that's a lot. That's it. Big deal. Um I went out there, I made sure the band was there before the first band played and I made sure the band stayed until the last band played because that's the job and as we said forever on this show and just in general out in our little circle at least like that's how you do it. That's how you're part of a show. There are always exceptions. I have absolutely had to leave shows early. I usually communicate that to the other bands and let them know. Uh, I think my, my most, not famous, but the story I have told the most is one time we were playing Fright Fest in, uh, at Six Flags. And it started to snow. And they were threatening to close the George Washington Bridge. So I told the members of Close to Death, uh, hey man, we've got to get out of here. And Close to Death is Q's old band, by the way. That's, that's actually where I met Q. Uh, but I told them that and, and D dial was basically like, why are you still here? <laughs> you know, but it made, it made sense to sort of communicate that. Like we're not leaving for any other reason other than I don't want to become a New Jersey resident right now. And I think everybody can understand. That. Um, so we go, uh, to be perfectly honest, the first band, and I'm quoting that, uh, didn't have his whole band with him. He was a screamo kind of metal dude, and he played to track. He had a laptop up on stage, and he just sang over... Track. It was literally karaoke. Uh, he was not horrible. Um, some of his song choices were questionable. He did a remix of Smells Like Teen Spirit that I thought the world definitely could have done without. Um, and I had no better for hearing it. I might even be worse off for hearing it. But, like, he was a good performer. But, nonetheless... We watched the whole set The next band came on They were a little jammy at first And and I was worried I was going to fall asleep And Tony even said that he saw me kind of nod off a little bit It's not so much that they were boring But it weren't, they weren't exciting or anything uh, They actually had one song that I really liked And I, I was going to actually grab it for the show But I'll explain why I didn't do that in a minute Um but I, again, watch the whole thing. Set, we set our we set our merch up in the main room so we could sit by our merch table and watch the bands. Because I think that's the right thing to do if you can do it. Um, the other, a couple of the other bands had set up in the front lobby, so when they are sitting by their merch, they could not see the other bands, uh, which you know is another option. Like you have to do that sometimes. Like we certainly did that at the Paramount because that's where you set up stuff. Um, We've done that at Mulcahy's because that's where you set up stuff. So, I don't, I don't begrudge them for that. I'm just saying. And then the next band that was on was like kind of okay. Like they were a little bit closer to our vein, so I was like really paying attention to see what kind of stuff, to, to what kind of stuff they were bringing. To be perfectly honest, they had one, maybe one and a half good songs, uh, but they had what I thought was a bunch of potential, and I was interested in... And what they were going to do going forward and stuff like that. And they weren't a particularly young band, but like you know, younger than Rebel Nine is, so might be a good thing to hook up with. And then uh, our, our our friend Lucia uh, did her performance, which was you know the whole reason for the night was her EP release, and that was all well and good. And then uh, the Mesos uh, closed the show. We played, and then the Mesos played. Uh, the Mesos were really, really good. Like straight up, like punk. Like they could play with. Jackknife or all new episode, and I think uh, Kaz gave them those names because they'd be good bands to network with for them. Like, but they were like, you know, short and quick and aggressive, and like we had a really, really good time watching them. Uh, but the, the thing about them that was really kind of that really stood out is the fact that they were there before us because they were we were using their drum set, so they were there all set up when we walked in, and they were there. They were le- and They left with us. I mean, obviously, they couldn't leave before the last band because they were the last band. But they were there the whole night, checking out all the bands, and basically doing exactly what we were doing. And the reason it was notable, because honestly, this is what I need you guys to understand. Like, just in life in general, and certainly band stuff, it's the fact that you shouldn't remark on good behavior, right? Like when somebody like does a good job, like as your waiter or or waitress or. Food food server? I'm getting this PC wrong. But when somebody does a good job, like, that should not surprise you. That should be the norm. But you will find in your life, you'll be like, wow, that person really did a good job. Because everybody else does such a bad job. The fact that I'm remarking on the fact that the Mesos were cool enough to stick around and watch all the other bands should lead you exactly into thinking about what I'm going to tell you about the other three bands. Because those other three dipshit bands all left, like, Two of them left before we even played, and then the third one left after two songs. Like, dude... (sighs) And to be perfectly honest, all conceit aside, we were fucking awesome that night. We were so on point because there was no stress. We were there all set up. We were incredibly well rehearsed because we've been... Getting ready to record And stuff like that We were We were amazingly well rehearsed And we were So on point It was ridiculous So it was probably One of our better shows So it wasn't that we were bad It wasn't that we were Playing music that nobody liked Because everybody that did stay We were able to turn into fans And stuff like that But these bands decided It would somehow Behove them And be like More important to just Dip out of a show Rather than network With a superior band That tours Regionally and nationally and does all this other stuff and like you know I'm not blowing my own balls here but like we have a high enough profile that if I played you their songs or played you some of their music like you might like it and they might pick up a fan. Well, they can go fuck themselves right now because walking out on me at a Rebel 9 show when I've driven three and a half hours to make sure I'm there on time to watch your shit band and you have the audacity to throw that level of disrespect my way, I hope you fucking die in a fire and I hope your band falls apart because you're fucking garbage people. And that's really all you need to know about that, so... I did not pull any music from any of those bands. I will be grabbing stuff from the Mesos, but for next week, because I want to give them a better lead, and I don't want to lump them in with the pieces of shit that we did play with, because I feel like that would sully them. So I'm going to give the Mesos their own time and make you fans of that band, because those guys are cool, have good music, and are a worthwhile band supporting. The rest of them, they can fuck right off.